Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in. This is the Tiger Woods Show right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. What is up? Cam Rogers coming at you. I'm alongside Bridget Whalen, and we have a lot to unpack on this edition of the show. Phil Mickelson, yet again, a major champion, and it still seems unreal to me. We'll talk about the PGA Championship that was at the Ocean Course this past week. You can follow us on Twitter at Mr. Rogers99 for me, at Bridget K. Whalen for her. You can get her on the gram at that handle as well. You can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Rogers98. Yes, the PGA Championship has come and gone. We'll talk about Phil getting it done now. 45 career wins on his resume, six major championships, really a stellar top 10 Hall of Fame career as he continues to play, obviously. So more could be on the horizon. We'll talk about Brooks Kepka and his performance at the PGA and this leaked video that is going viral on the Twitter sphere of Brooks Kepka getting noticeably distraught and disheveled after Bryson DeChambeau walks behind him during an interview. We'll unpack it all because Bridget Whalen has a lot of experience at Golf Channel. She will tell us how that video could have possibly been leaked because it was not live on air. We'll talk about that later. And of course, the Charles Schwab Challenge. That tournament may seem interesting to you guys because it was the first event to kickstart the PGA Tour season after the COVID-19 shutdown. We will make our predictions later in the program, but first a shout out to our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all of the news, scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Phil Mickelson Coming out of absolute nowhere to capture the PGA championship. And I say that in the sense of he was showing very minimal recent form, 115th in the world going into this tournament. He entered the week ranked 176th on the PGA Tour in terms of strokes gained tee to green. His ball striking was not there. And yet he finds it that week captures yet another major. He now has career earnings of $94.6 million. Phil talking about how it demonstrates that even at 50 years old, you can win a major championship and win on the PGA Tour. You just have to put some extra work into it. Tom Watson nearly did it at age 59, so I don't think it is breaking news that it can be done But man, it still feels unreal to me that Phil Mickelson is a major champion again. And Bridget, you know, you wanted to think that maybe at some point he was going to fall back a little bit because this isn't sustainable, Phil Mickelson. I mean, he didn't have a top 20 on the PGA Tour during this calendar year until this tournament. No top 10s at a major. 
since 2016 when he went head-to-head with Henrik Stenson at Royal Troon at the Open Championship. So it's like, there was no evidence, Bridget. This goes back to my random and volatile phrase about the game of golf. I mean, truly an amazing week for Phil. Yeah, I do have to say, I agree with you on all fronts. I just want to say, I did mention that I think a veteran is going to pull it out at Kiowa. I just knew that with those wins, and I know it's the longest course in major championship history, but the thing is, it just was setting up to be the type of test that someone who's played the game strategically and for a long time, and it isn't like that bomb and gouge, even though I know Phil hits bombs and hellacious seeds and everything, but that's not really his game. Now, granted, he did outdrive Brooks Kepka on Sunday. So it was like, okay, like Phil, I don't know what's going on. A year ago at Harding Park, he didn't contend. He was in the CBS broadcast booth where he was like joking with Nance and, and Faldo. And like, it was almost as if, okay, this is kind of the passing of the baton, the changing of the guard. Phil's going to become like some analysts that we're going to see in the booth, maybe with Bones, maybe it'll be like this. Bones is for NBC and Phil is for CBS. And it's like this rivalry of, of guys who were teammates for such a long time. Um, that is honestly the track that I saw Phil being on. I did not see him contending this week. I do think that he has a lot left in him than maybe we all gave him credit for. And maybe that's our fault because I do think that he has been telling us that for quite some time, but I think we all chalked it up to be like, ha, Phil, <laughs> like you got your coffee. You're like a coffee salesman. You're like, you're so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're fasting for like 36 hours in the middle of the week. Like you're crazy. Like you're doing the craziest stuff. And now granted, 10 years ago when he announced that he has psoriatic arthritis and he became like the literal spokesman for it, I thought, oh my gosh, like his career is gonna be cut short. Like the greatest lefty arguably of all time is not gonna fully reach his potential. Well, boy, was I wrong. And maybe the fasting is really doing something for him. But he said in on live from like post his win that He's gotten it into remission, and clearly the uh, the proof is in the Wanamaker Trophy. It just was so strange to me that it happened, and that it was almost like as anticlimactic as it could have been, while still being like outrageously climactic. If that makes any sense, like yes, he holed out on the fifth hole, like that bunker shot. I was um, documenting my heart rate with my whoop. And my heart rate went from 71, which is elevated for me. But those first three holes, that back and forth was a little cantankerous. It went to 97 when he holed out from the bunker. So like, I'm not saying there wasn't like that aspect of it. It was just when he won, it was so like, it was almost like he was embarrassed that he won. It was like, did I like really just pull this off? Like, is this really happening? Like he, he seemed so in his like, deep breathing like he was walking like a sloth like well, everybody was, was crumbling around him too that was the cr weird thing crumbling around him just like just like the masters in 2019 i mean it literally happened we have seen this happen where the best in the world the young guns the hot shots just crumble and we saw tiger 
get to victory. We saw basically the same thing happen between Brooks and Mickelson. And I'm not saying that, like, like keep in mind, on the 18th hole, Brooks could have birdied and Phil could have bogeyed and boom, we would have had a playoff. But it just wasn't outlining to end that way. And it was almost like, it really was like Phil was in control of the round. Like his pace of play was the pace that he and Brooks played at. Like he really set the tone for that round. And we all know that like Brooks isn't a guy who kind of likes to be held back. So maybe that irked him. It's like, why is Phil walking so slow? Why is Phil breathing? Like he's literally in meditation. Like he looked like a yogi walking out there. He wasn't even like showing any affect. The only mood indication was when he popped the thumbs up like we couldn't see his eyes because he has those crazy glasses on which are just like they're crazy like he could uh, something could be going on behind there and we would have no idea you you had no idea when you see a person's eyes you could really like this is gonna sound so cheesy but your eyes are the window to your soul it was almost like he was a robot you couldn't see his eyes he had no facial expressions he was like so in the zone and I just feel like after he won where it should have been that like oh release like when Tiger won in 2019 he you saw the energy and the angst just like emit from his body when he threw his hands in the air it was like the most like I could feel his his like inner emotion in that move Phil it was I, I don't even, he like put his arms in the air and then he hugged his brother. I was like, oh my God, we didn't, where was the release? Like he was like a pressure cooker and they never let the steam out. It was so bizarre to me. But anyway, after I get off my rant going on about how Phil didn't really react emotional, this is crazy. It's his sixth major, his 45th PGA Tour victory. That solidifies him for, I think he's tied eighth. He's in the top 10 for most PGA Tour wins all time. Like, that's crazy. If you don't put lefty in your top 10 all time, I get it. Ben Hogan, Sam Snead, Walter Hagen, Bobby Jones. Like, yes, Jack Nicholas, Tiger, obviously all great. Someone has to get demoted. If you're going to put Phil in, demote someone. He deserves it. He's in my top 10. Like, I cannot wait to see him compete at um, Torrey Pines. No special exemption needed, which... Come on, like, is anything more Phil than that? Uh, I'm just so excited. I told my boss, I was like, I need to meet him at Tory. Like, I really want to meet Phil Mickelson now. I think a lot of people certainly want to meet Phil Mickelson, and perhaps a new wave of fans, younger fans, are coming into the fray now for Phil. Yeah, I mean, it truly was an unbelievable performance. We're talking about now on perhaps the same line as a Byron Nelson. He's getting close to Palmer-ish a little bit. He's ahead of Watson. He's ahead of Sarazen. BJ Singh had 34 wins in total. So, you know, Phil's got to be in that top 10, you would think. His longest gap between wins on the PGA Tour, 1991 was his first, and 2021, obviously, his most recent. So, Crazy. Truly remarkable. Twenty-one. That's crazy. Phil so <laughs> this was better than Jack in '86. I yeah. will say that 100% with confidence. It was absolutely. Was it better than Tiger Woods in '19? No. No. Absolutely not. We can't absolutely. say that. Not on this show. No. I, no. And I. Come on. Like, let's be real about something. And and this is nothing to do with my um. 
I was going to say love, but like that doesn't do it justice for my obsession with uh, the big cat. He has come back from so much adverse adversity. Like I literally, I can't, la I can't like, I'm so elated that 2019 happened that we got that is like the gift of all gifts from the, the golf gods. I do think that what Phil did on Sunday, oh, it had to get to Tiger. Like, man, I got to come back. He's got to come back now. Yeah. I, I got to come back. Like I got years before I'm 50. I, I got time, you know, like I think everything happens for a reason. The golf gods, they are incredible. They have over delivered for us so many times in majors that like, I, I honestly don't know how much more we could ask for. Um, I do think that Phil's win on Sunday, the like a uh, butterfly effect or whatever you want to call it is going to be tiger being inspired to come back. And like, what a story, what a freaking story. Phil Mickelson at 50 winning the PGA championship inspired the greatest golfer of all time, his quote unquote, like frenemy at the beginning of their careers. Now, not so much. I, I do truly believe that they are very close, maybe not like on a daily basis, but I think if one needs the other, they would drop everything, right. you know, to, to be for there for the other. Um, but like, what a story, what, what a freaking story. Like I just, I love golf so much. I love it so much. And it's so crazy that in 2021, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson are still the two most needle moving players in the game. Like that is not a Sorry, question. Jordan. It's true. It is 100% true. It's not a question in my mind. The young players love them. The old players, fans, the players, the, the young players, the young fans, the old players, the old fans, everybody loves those two guys. If you were a Tiger person, like back in the day, you probably weren't a Phil person. And you and I have talked about this, that we are both Tiger and Phil people. And it's like weird, but you can be that now. Like how crazy of an evolution is that? And, and the game of golf, it gives you that longevity. And I'm just such a nerd. I, like I was so excited that he won on Sunday. Like I, I literally was elated. It doesn't reach 2019, but boy, is it up there for sure. Yeah, and by the way, I don't mean to say that Phil came completely out of nowhere because if you really drill down on his recent tournaments, he was gaining strokes on the field on his approaches. His ball striking was improving rapidly, and his putter was getting hot at the right times as well. So trust me, he wasn't bleeding strokes to the field at all in his recent tournaments, but he just wasn't getting the finishing positions like top 10s and top 20s, obviously. So things were going in the right direction for him. And obviously it accumulated into a major championship victory for Mr. Phil Mickelson. Another storyline here, actually, before I go to Brooks, <laughs> Let's talk about Tori. Bridget, you'll be there. Phil is now 50 to 1 to capture the US Open trophy and complete the Grand Slam. He was 250 to 1 to win the PGA Championship. Let me ask you, he's got five more cracks at the US Open guaranteed. Do you think he gets it done or will he be in contention for Tori? I don't know about Tori. I know people are like, he's riding on a high, he's hot, whatever. I feel like he may, the, the 50, 
and you and I discussed this pre-pod, I do not like that we constantly harped on how old he is. In the, uh, in the scheme of life, he is not old. I understand that what he did at that age was uh, historic and a feat and, and never done before, but like, <laughs> man, I wish we stopped <laughs> with the like, Phil, you are so old and you just want a major. Um, and having said that, I do think that his age actually might factor in with, uh, with the close proximity of these majors. You know, we only have a couple weeks left before the U S open out in Tory yeah. Yeah, commences. Um, it starts, uh, well, the week starts June 14th, the tournament starts June 17th. But anyway, um, I just think that the majors are, are so close in time that I would love it. It'd be awesome. I do think he's going to get the career grand slam and, and maybe I'm naive to say that. And maybe it's like recency bias, but like, come on people. Like he is driven. Did anyone expect him to win at Kiowa? No, no that nobody, makes, did. <laughs> nobody, that course, the, the PGA is a major doesn't really set up for, for Phil. I, I think he has a chance to win the masters again and, and the open for sure. I, yeah. I think, I think the older guys always have a chance to win the open, especially due to the rota and the more times you play a course. And we say this about Augusta, the more times you play Augusta, honestly, the better you get. So it's an advantage as you age and as you've competed in, in multiple major championships at those venues. Um, so I'm going to say, I think he gets the career grand slam. I am not going to really hold any bar um, that high for Tory Pines, though. And that's just where I'm at. Speaking of old guys, by the way, Padraig Harrington, his first top 10 in a major since 2012. Coming out of nowhere, T4. It's like... One of the older guys. Oh, what my I God. Say? And, you know, Bridget, we talked about it last week, too, that the 2012 PGA Championship leaderboard was very eclectic in that you had some random names in there, international names after Rory McIlroy, of course. So it's not too surprising that we had this sort of leaderboard with Lowry, an international guy, and right. you know Justin Rose, who is seemingly playing well at all of the majors recently. You know, also, so he played well, but he is like a major guy. Right. Right. So Kevin Freelman, he's older. Like I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's set up nicely for those guys. Harry Higgs, backdoor top. I think he tied top, top ten, top five, T four. Like four, yeah. That guy is a legend. That's his first major appearance. Wow, <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. At Kiowa and a a, a top five. Like Ugh, golf, it's so crazy. hard to predict. It's Rick, so crazy. Ricky Fowler, by the way, Bridget, T8. We'll see if that propels him to any success this summer because obviously we want Rick back into good form. I really liked um, seeing him play well. I really did enjoy it. I liked listening to him talk about playing well. Uh, it, it, it seemed kind of foreign. It's something we haven't heard in a long time. Almost the same from Jordan. Like when you started to hear Jordan with that like pep in his voice, it feels good. So mm -hmm. Everyone knows how much I love Ricky Fowler. I'm, I'm so happy to see him get back. I honestly, I, I hate saying get back because it's like he didn't go away. He didn't quit golf. I know we say that about Jordan too. It's like Jordan was always around. It's just, as you say all the time, the game is so unpredictable and, and they're always fine tuning. They're always figuring something out, changing something. Tiger was freaking the poster child for doing that. So I understand why all these young guys do it. Um, but yeah, it was really good to see Ricky like 
kind of have a little mojo. Brooks Kepka had some mojo last week, no doubt about that. Runner-up finish to Phil Mickelson, tied with Louis Oosthuizen. And Brooks, going into the week, was not held in high regard in terms of having success at the Ocean Course. He was like 55-1 to 1 on some sports books out there. And boom, he shows up at a major championship yet again. Before we get into the whole Bryson thing, Bridget, because I can't wait for you to unpack that, <laughs> it's truly amazing what he can do, even not at 100%. Let's be real, he's not there yet. And yet he hung in there at a major championship. By the way, a long course. I'm sure it wasn't easy to walk on. And here he goes. I mean, it was truly incredible. Yeah, Major Brooks. I think that he has earned that moniker. I will never count him out in a major. I do think that what he's doing to his body is probably not the best, but who am I to say? Uh, I think that he was in a lot of pain. Um, and then he alluded to it on Sunday when the crowd legitimately swallowed up both Phil and Brooks on the 18th fairway. And someone asked Brooks, like, what was going through your mind when that happened? And he said, honestly, I was just thinking about not getting my knee dinged. Like, he said, you don't realize, but when you have a knee issue, or I guess it's really any, any like big body problem, you're constantly a little skittish about like someone accidentally like hitting you in that like problem right. area. And he, he really alluded to that. Like that was at the forefront of his mind. So I think for him to admit that he had to have been in a lot of pain. Um, I like, it's hard for me to say anything. Cause what do I know about him? But I hate to think that, oh, is he going to jeopardize playing the U.S. Open because he played on like a really injured knee during the PGA because he wanted to tick off all four majors this year. Like he played in the Masters and he clearly wasn't ready to go. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that from a bodily standpoint, he's not doing it right. But like, again, who am I to say? Uh, and again, all these guys, as they should, they look to Tiger. And what did Tiger do in 2008 at Torrey Pines? He won on a broken leg. So, uh, you know, it's, it's like a moot point to, yeah. to an athlete. To, if you're like the best in the world at something, you're not going to be told, no, you can't play because your, your knee isn't like at 100%. You're like, okay, F off. Like, I'll win at... 60% at 40%, whatever. Like that's kind of the narrative that we often get from Brooks. We got that narrative from Jason day when he was world number one, that was the chronic narrative that he was always playing injured and he was still number one in the world. So I, I you know, it's like a rampant disease <laughs> on uh, and I want to say like in all professional sports, like, I don't just want to say on the PGA tour. I think if you're a professional athlete, you do have a little bit of Superman syndrome oh, and sure. like, and yeah, and God bless. Cause then you wouldn't be as good as you are. So I am not shocked that he performed in a major. Cause again, he is major Brooks. I just do think that, you know, he needs to tread lightly. I don't know what he's doing. He's my age and He's, if he wants a long career like Phil, he's definitely not going about it the, the right way. Well, I can guarantee you we won't see him before the U.S. Open. There's no need for him to play on the PGA Tour before then. We'll see if he does, but I would think he's going to recover and get right for Torrey Pines. 
All right. How many starts does he have this year other than majors? Just like out of curiosity, not many. Like he hasn't played many tour events as of late, correct? Has that win at the Phoenix Open. Before okay. that, he played a few tournaments but missed a ton of cuts. So I don't know what the exact number is, but let's see. He's really going the Tiger route here with the majors. Yeah, and he's being really selective, which makes sense. But you know what? Like, just think about this. And let me just, before we move on, let me just put yeah. this out there. All right, Brooks is a four-time major champion. Phil Mickelson was a five-time major champion prior to Sunday. If Brooks had won, he would have been tied with Phil for majors. Think about that. That's crazy, yeah. Phil hadn't even won his first major when he was Brooks's age. Right, remember it was, is it his time? You right. know, and then right. Jim Nance says yes, right at the Masters, yep. Right, so like, like that, like Brooks has just done something so like chronologically crazy to me where it's like, he just compounded all these majors like back to back to back to back. <laughs> and you're just like, like you're, you're a four-time major champion. You're, you're, a, he's a four-time major champion. Like it's preposterous. Um, but anyway, that's why I will only refer to him as major Brooks now. Really? Yeah, that's Same. it. I mean, it's missed the cut Brooks. at the Byron Nelson, Bridget, and then finishes T2 at the PGA. It's like, yeah, it's wild. how do you do that? How do you do that? It's wild. Okay, let's get to it. The viral video that is really just gold for golf, Twitter, and just social media in general. Just to unpack it for everybody out there, I'm sure you have seen the video, but essentially Todd Lewis, who I love, by the way, great guy, was doing an interview with Brooks Kepka, and it was a VOD interview. It was not live. They were recording. And Kepka was talking and talking and talking. And guess who claps right behind Brooks Kepka? And by claps, I mean with his metal spikes, it's Bryson DeChambeau. And Brooks gave Bryson, I think on his way up behind him, a dirty look. And after Bryson walked by Brooks, Brooks like literally stopped, sighed out loud, and dropped an F-bomb and said he lost his train of thought and like gave some snarky laugh as well to Bryson. It's this collection of reactions, if you will. It's hard to describe. You have to watch the video. And essentially they had to restart the interview, right? So it never went to air or anything of that sort. But what makes it so, I guess, viral is that A, we never see a video like that get leaked. So how did that happen? Bridget will get to that. B, signifying the hatred that Brooks Kepka feels for Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, this might be the most bitter rivalry, I guess, on the PGA Tour. This is the true Tiger and Phil that we all thought was some sort of bitter rivalry back in the early 2000s, and maybe it was, but certainly not like this. I mean, Brooks clearly does not like Bryson DeChambeau. I don't know if Bryson hates Brooks at that same level. Maybe he does. It's hard to make out exactly if Bryson said anything to Brooks or if he was just mumbling to one of his people as he walked by. But Bridget, I'm on the Golf Channel website right now, and <laughs> shockingly, JK, there's not a whiff of this video on their front page. So they are not talking about it. They are not writing about it. Uh, it came through last night, last night, Bridget, and I guess obviously we just go right to your experience here. How does this even happen? 
Yeah, so it's a, it's a doozy for sure. Uh, I'm just going to go on record and say someone will probably get in trouble. Um, so what happens is what you saw was something from a feed. So when you're at a tournament or major championship, we have feeds like constantly going into the trucks and uh, those get relayed back to Golf Channel headquarters. Um, so what appears to have happened is someone clipped something off from a feed, um, which a little secret about TV, nothing that's live is actually live. So when you see Todd Lewis talking to someone and, and Rich Lerner says like, we're going to go to Todd who's with Brooks, that interview probably happened a half an hour, you know, 20 minutes prior and someone clipped it off, cleaned it up maybe, um, or not, maybe they just clipped it off raw. None, never, nonetheless, nevertheless, you do not see something live on account of because you don't want something like this to happen, right? So it's a little bit of the like, protect the player, protect golf channel, protect whoever, we wanna look good, we wanna look professional. So what had happened 100% is, is someone saw this or someone was told about this, they went and found it. Mm. Someone was maybe given a time code, like, hey, like something funny happened at this time. Someone clipped it off and typically you would send it to other people via something called media silo. And it appears as though somehow the media silo link that this piece of media was on got leaked. Now I'm not saying whoever clipped it off intended for it to get leaked. They could have clipped it off and sent it to a producer and been like, oh my gosh, look at this moment. Like how funny is this? No intent, no, no ill will, no bad intention, no intention to ever air it publicly. Lo and behold, not everything is so airtight as you think, and someone could have happened upon the media. Now, I like to think that's what happened because I do know the bulk of people who work there, and they are all good people. They're not trying to make Brooks look bad. Absolutely not. Nobody was trying to put Bryson or Brooks or Todd in a bad place, yeah. for that matter. Absolutely not. So. It seems like an un unfortunate circumstance in the sense of media and you can't trust technology. Um, I do, however, think that it's not good. It is not a good look. It's it sort of- um, For the company or what? So it breaks down that trust, right? That Golf Channel has with, mm. with golfers. It breaks it down a little bit. It breaks it down in the sense of, um, and again, you know, it's hard to say because Brooks said at the end, I don't care when Todd said, we're going to laugh about that in the compound. Todd literally alluded to someone is going to clip that off and show it to people. He alluded, he said it like, we're going to have a, a good laugh about this in the compound. Like meaning I am going to tell people about this moment and we're going to laugh about it. So, you know, it was fully transparent, not that it was going to leak to the public, but it was, he, Todd literally kind of saved whoever's butt who clipped it off. He, he kind of saved his butt in that moment because, or her butt, because honestly, Brooks was like, I don't even care. And again, no, I'm not going to harbinger on like, well, Brooks said it was okay. Cause no, that is absolutely not what happened. This should not have been leaked. Totally unprofessional. I'm, I'm definitely not saying that. All I'm saying is that this clearly was meant to stay internal and it accidentally didn't. And, and it's just unfortunate. 
because the byproduct byproduct wow i can't even talk the byproduct of that is not great and that just kind of stinks you know because it's not like todd is gonna get slapped on the hand for this i'm definitely not saying that i'm not saying like oh players aren't gonna aren't gonna trust todd lewis now moving forward um but i do think that it makes it hard for someone who represents a player to want to say, yeah, my guy will be fully trans or, or girl for that matter, will be fully transparent with you because they trust you and they trust that whatever they say won't be misconstrued or, or won't, you know, won't be, won't put them in a bad light when it wasn't like their finest moment. Like, I do think that the PGA tour relies on NBC, CBS, ESPN, golf channel, whoever, to sort of protect the player. That's kind of like golf standard. It's a gentleman's sport. Like we really don't want to make any of them look bad at the end of the day. Um, so it, it's just unfortunate. It, it was hilarious, viral, got millions of views, which is just wild. Like it really does show that golf Twitter <laughs> is, is like its own animal. It really is. Uh, it really, really is. Um, I don't even know what the views are at now. They were at like 7 million this morning. Yeah, I think it's still trending on Twitter right now. I mean, this thing has some legs. And I think that the uniqueness of it is that it's in golf, right? We don't right. get that as much in golf because it's such an individual sport that you don't really get the whole us versus you sort of thing because all golfers focus on is beating the course. They don't focus on beating somebody else. But it is very clear that Brooks Kepka has disdain for Bryson DeChambeau. When you just talk about the video, Bridget, funny, like interesting, perhaps some fodder for the match for Brooks versus Bryson. Where are we at with this? So someone soloed out what, what Bryson said, and I don't know if they doctored it. Okay. But apparently what Brooks had said to Todd was it's hard to um, like trust or, or, hit your line in the wind and uh Bryson allegedly said well maybe you should like hit it on the right line or something or like it's hard to trust Ooh. your your line in the wind and then uh, this is alleged like I heard the audio and I'm like man I can't tell if that's doctored or not like I don't trust anybody I my favorite saying is I was born during the day but not yesterday um so <laughs> I honestly don't know if the clacking of his spikes, like Earth Brooks. I know Brooks isn't a spikes guy, uh, or at least not a metal spikes guy, but like that, that would be preposterous. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I did think it was funny. I thought it was funny to see Brooks get so upset. Like if someone irks you that bad and you're like so disgusted with someone. Like, I mean, just by walking, he had to have said something to irk him directly to Brooks. I mean, I possibly, possibly not. I don't know. If you have that much hatred, like, and I hate using that word, like uh, we should not hate other people. That is a horrible thing. Well, but certainly you, people who aren't criminals, yes. No, of course not. If you have that much hate, I mean, like I'm a Catholic girl. I don't hate anybody. Like I find love in my heart, you know? So like, if you hate that someone that much, like that much, I just cannot fathom 
expressing it. You know what I mean? Like if I had that deep seated hatred, I would never let it out. <laughs> I feel like that would be something I would keep so close to my heart, which, so I thought that was just a little, it, it was like kind of funny. It's like, he is so perturbed with something that Bryson said or Bryson did that like, he cannot even like, he unleashed the Kraken, like he couldn't hold back. So in the moment, it's pretty funny. Like it, it's a funny moment. The backlash of it is like, excuse my language, kind of shitty. Like it, it makes Brooks look uh, not great. Like for me, I just think you have to respect other players. I, as you said, you're playing the course. You're not really playing against other players like ever in golf. So it's so bizarre to me to have this like animosity against this guy. Like he's never taken you out or like knocked you unconscious. Con can't speak conscious or like done something bodily harm to you um so for me it, it was just like I, I think I watched it 30 times like I could not not watch it like I had so, I had to watch it again and again yeah so the actual language that Brooks used here just to be completely accurate we're like TMZ golf right now he said Christ I effing lost my train of thought hearing that bullshit effing Christ. So what was that bullshit? Was it directed to Kepka? Was it just typical math speak from Bryson? We don't know. Again, Bridget talked about how somebody tried to parse through what exactly Bryson said. I want to read something from Sports Illustrated back in October. Bryson saying, there are times when it's like, okay, dude, it's too far. I've gone up to him a couple of times and tried to talk to him. And there have been times where, you know, I was going to go talk to him and he said something and I'm just like, you know, it's not even worth it. It's not even worth my time to try to create something. So I guess there has been efforts on the Bryson side before to be like, hey man, like are we are good or are we not good? So I don't know. Like, well, I don't understand. Like, what is the crux? I, I honestly don't know. And maybe I'm a little daft here. Like, what was the impetus to this feud? I Here's my theory. I think Brooks, being a field player, hates Bryson being Mr. Technical and that sort of player. And so Brooks doesn't like, you know, the opposite of him, I think, is what I'm sort of getting at. And so because Bryson is a major champion too and a multi-winner on the PGA Tour and is getting it done his method, Brooks doesn't like that. So I don't know. Wild That's the best theory like, that I can think of. No, and I guess like that feels accurate. It's just, it's wild to me in the sense that it's like that, like rooted in him that he can't even like Honestly, he lost his train of thought. Right. I mean, that's pretty sad. I mean, sorry, Brooks. That's, that's a little sad. You got to focus. I, like, I know. I really like Brooks, and I really like Bryson. I'm, like, a big fan of both of those guys, and I think we need to give Bryson a break, and I've said that multiple times. Like, we need to relax, and now I'm going to say it. We need to give Brooks a break. Like, I think – I think he's stressed out about the state of his body. I really do. Yeah. And I don't think that he is as forthcoming with that. And, and that's like his prerogative. Nobody has to be Jordan speed. We don't expect everyone to wax poetically like Rory. I mean, we love both of those guys because they do, but by no means do I expect 
everyone to be like totally transparent with their games. It's not who everyone is. So I just think everyone needs to like lay off Brooks. And I almost feel like I felt like a little bad that it got leaked last night. Like, and again, he said it. So, you know, at the end of the day, who do I feel bad for? But it was almost like, man, like everyone was kind of badgering him about how he wasn't congratulating Phil after winning. He was like, he was part of an iconic moment in history. And he was kind of seeing like a little, seeming like a little baby. Like he went into the press conference room after, and he was just complaining about being like swallowed up by the crowd and, and it was like, can we just like lay off Brooks? And then bam, <laughs> this video gets dropped. So I just want to put like a PSA out there to just like, let's just like give Brooks like a little moment, like give him a beat. Let's give Brooks a beat. There's an article on ESPN, of course, two hours ago, a history of the Brooks Kepka Bryson DeChambeau beef. So if anybody is interested after this show, go ahead and read that. I think I might too, to educate myself a little bit more, but that's just one chapter, Bridget. Many more to come because I guarantee you at some point those two will be in a final pairing at either a PGA Tour stop or a major championship. So, I mean, I work for the USGA and I would say... Ooh, make that happen. Let's put the, let's put the last three major win... Not major. Last three US Open winners and then, you know, and on Thursday, Friday. <laughs> Which is actually a traditional pairing, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not out of the question. All right. <laughs> Typically, I think you, you want to throw in uh, whoever won the U.S. Amateur. Um, mm -hmm. So you want to get that kid in there. So it'd be a, a little unorthodox, but. All yeah. right. We'll see about that. Let's talk about this week, the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial Country Club, a staple on the PGA Tour schedule, actually the longest host course on the PGA Tour schedule that isn't Augusta National, of course. So the PGA Championship, I had Hovland, T30. Bridget, you had Spieth, T30. So no movement, if you will, in our standings. $2.3 million lead for you. The Charles Schwab Challenge is going to be a different beast this week compared to last week. Tighter track, par 70. Perhaps more emphasis on your iron game this week as opposed to, you know, grinding it out and having a good short game like last week. So usually we talk about who you're leaning to, Bridget, before the program, but I didn't get anything. Where are you going with this one? First of all, I just have to say, how did we tie? Like, how, like I don't understand. Pretty how wild. Did we, how do we tie? <laughs> We've done that before, and I'm always like, how does this happen? Like, Victor was so red hot at the start of the tournament. Yeah. and. Jordan, he, well, I thought he was going to make it on the number. He was plus three, goes to the ninth hole, makes bogey. The cut line at that point was at plus three, goes to plus four. And I'm like, my guy missed the cut. Then it ultimately went to plus five because of the condition. But lo and behold, they wound up tied. Um, so I haven't really put a lot of thought into this. And I have no real reason why I am picking him and I feel like I picked him recently but I'm doing it again okay I'm going with Abe answer I, I think that's a great pick when did I pick him last was it it felt recent let's take a look let's see he's just in great form right now like yeah you picked him at Valspar he finished t5 Oh yeah, so. T5. then he was runner up at Wells Fargo, T8 last week in the PGA, P, 
PGA championship, like, come on. He, he's ready. Like, let, let's go. Abe answer. Yeah. I like that. I think a lot. Tequila. Like I'm all with, I'm, I'm on Abe's train. Okay. Good ball striker. We'll see what happens this week for him. I am going with Mr. Charlie Hoffman plays well wow. in Texas. Second at the Valero Texas Open. He gained over two strokes per round on average with his irons at the PGA Championship. Fifth in strokes gained approach within the last 24 rounds in this field here. Really has a balanced game right now. If you go back to the start of the calendar year, Bridget, Charlie Hoffman is second in strokes gained total on the PGA Tour behind Jordan Spieth. So if you want to look at it this way, second best player in the world in 2021 Give me Charlie Hoffman. So this is very strange. And you know, I'm all about signs, which didn't really work out that well last week with picking Jordan Spieth. But anyway, um, right before we got on to do the pod, I liked Charlie Hoffman's Instagram post. You did. <laughs> so bizarre. He was congratulating Phil and just like talking about his, you know, time at the PGA championship. And I was like, boom, double tap. Hey Cam, what's up? <laughs> oh, uh, nothing except I'm picking Charlie. <laughs> literally that happened so god bless um the odds are forever in your favor like i don't know we'll see what happens i hope he wins because man i need to cut into this deficit that i have right now we'll get there this is that's like his domain yeah plenty of golf this summer as well ladies and gentlemen so plenty of time for me to catch up but that has been it, the Tiger Woods Show. This edition, this week, lots to talk about in the world of golf and plenty more to come right here on the Believe Podcast Network. Again, we are presented by Bet Online. Thank you, Bridget, as always. And thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.